Get ready for Ready Radio with Doug and Aaron. It's emergency preparedness for everyone. Brought to you by True Prep. For all your prepping needs, visit True Prep online at truprep.com or visit a True Prep store in Roswell or Marietta. Listen in as Doug and Aaron provide helpful tips on how to get ready. Ready or not, here comes Ready Radio. Welcome, everybody. You're listening to Ready Radio. And on this Saturday morning, we are going to be talking once again about water. And the reason is, is because of what's been happening with the glorious Yellowstone River. I don't know if anybody in our listening audience has had a chance to to make a trip to Yellowstone or to see the Yellowstone River, but it is a spectacular river in Montana. It's it's a beautiful place. It's very pristine, and it has had been in the headlines late recently, and I think that's worth talking about. I, I've been through Yellowstone. I've never been to Yellowstone. I went skirted the edge of it. That's where I had my epic car fire. So I was just getting ready to ask you, isn't that where you left your mark on Montana? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, fortunately, when my truck burnt up, although it took everything I owned with it, it, it did not. Uh, impact the environment any greater than a large smudge mark on the side of the interstate there, which my friend Mark was going through Montana a couple of months after and was still able to see the giant scorch mark I had left on the side of the interstate. Maybe maybe we can put up some pictures of that. That sometime. was just right outside Billings, right? Uh, it was right out of uh, Missoula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where the the university is. And that was a very pretty little city. I, I went there. I got to stay in a hotel overnight, smelled of smoke. Everything was, was pretty much ruined. We rode in the tow truck to the hotel room. And I was looking around the next day as we went to Walmart with uh, all the burned-out slag in the back of U-Haul. And, oh, my goodness, that U-Haul stank. <laughs> I'm telling you. there. My buddy who was driving with me is a police detective, and he said – we were going through Illinois with all of the slag of the melted stuff. And he says, if we get pulled over, don't say anything. And let's just hope that nobody was running drugs in this thing. I was like, you know, with the way it smells back there, I'm pretty sure that if a dog came and sniffed it, it'd just keel over dead right on the side of the road. When my truck burnt up, there was a uh, Montana State Trooper who was being particularly nosy about the truck. And the firefighters had knocked out the windows and sprayed everything down. And he had stuck his head into the truck to try to look for something. And he yank, I watched him, yanked his head out and almost threw up. Just from he the, gagged. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. <laughs> he turned green. The next day, I was climbing around in the back of that truck trying to pull stuff out to see if there was anything salvageable. And... I didn't want to leave, you know, what little there was behind, so we threw it in the back of a U-Haul truck and drove it the rest of the way to Georgia. But, yeah, we we had quite an adventure that day in Montana. The Yellowstone River was not very far from the site where that had happened, and we were contemplating, you know, environmental damage, of course, from the the burning of the truck and the noxious fumes. But Yellowstone, the Yellowstone River had a, a really exciting thing happen to it. Talking, we're going to branch into talking about the Keystone Pipeline, the Alaska Pipeline, and um, what happened in Yellowstone with their their river because they have a pipeline that runs through there. It's not a very big pipeline. It's only about a foot in diameter, give or take. And I mean, you think about that. That's just that's a very small pipe. It's not like the Alaska pipeline. You see that thing? It's you know, huge. It's huge. Yeah, you can walk, walk in through it. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is just a little tiny pipeline. It was running through right next to the Yellowstone River, and it sprung a leak. So we have once again January 
and a contaminated river in a mountainous state because this happened last January in West Virginia, only it wasn't a pipeline that burst. It was a chemical that was spilled from a company that that produces chemicals that they wash coal with. Yep. And that chemical got into the Elk River in West Virginia and contaminated non-counties water. Now, we, we had discussed this at length mm-hmm. in one of our previous shows on water. But, you know, it seems like we come back to water a lot. But that's because water is so terribly, terribly important. And every couple of months we hear another story like this one <coughs> about water. And and how it's being contaminated, and how we're we're having to, you know, boil water. But boiling water doesn't get out benzene, and that's what the Yellowstone River is contaminated with. The town that's closest to this <coughs> river where the spill happened, all of their municipal water is contaminated, and they've been put on an advisory. So, if you've got benzene in the water, what's the best way to get the benzene out of the water? Apparently, run your water. Because that's their, their, their whole makeshift solution is to turn your tap on for 15 minutes prior to using any water of it. Now, think about all the water you're flushing down the drain there. Well, who's going to pay for it? Because, you know, these people are on city water, so they're paying... Per gallon. Well, some by gallon, some by 100 gallon. But mm-hmm. still, who's going to pay for that? Because when you run your water for 15 minutes, you're running 40, 50, 60 gallons out of the... Yeah, it's, it's cheaper then to just go buy yourself some distilled or bottled water and, and have it at the house. And That is, if you can find it. During the West Virginia water crisis, you couldn't find it. And I had a friend up there, and at the time I was traveling for my job, and I would take bottled water up there. I would stop in Virginia on my way north and, and buy cases of bottled water and take them to him, and he would pay me for them. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. was selling them to people. Well, when when the West Virginia thing hit, Troop Rep just about sold out of their Berkey products because that was one of the only things. And even Berkey was like, you know, we don't know about this chemical because we never tested for this chemical, but we get rid of a lot of chemicals that are very similar and we have tested for. And people went nuts trying to buy up all the Berkeys, and they were being shipped from every state over there. And I'm sure that... They're having the same sort of a, a thing now with Yellowstone where people are buying up, you know, good filtration products to try to get rid of. And this is something, you know, you don't think about. You know, you don't think that your water from municipality because our municipal water in, in America is so incredibly good. We no, have it's not. Okay. Have you ever seen the water reports? Yeah. I it's have. not that good. There's radiation in our water. There is, but you co- go get a water report from India or from from Brazil and see what's in their water. I mean, they've got runoff from mines that isn't filtered at all. So just because it's better, better. than theirs makes it great? Yeah. No. Still failing. <laughs> well, okay. It, it. I'll give you that. It can be better than it is, but we have – you can drink water out of the tap – and not end up with a parasite, not end up killing or dead. Hopefully. And get away with it. But when you have, you know, these spills, these contaminations, then it brings it to the forefront. It brings it to everybody's mind that here is something that needs to be addressed and you need to have a way to back up water. And so, you know, the, there's basically three solutions. You can purify, you can filter, you can store. And you, those are what you can do to get around a water crisis. You know, a short-term water crisis, like if your hot water heater goes out and it's spraying water all over and you have to turn off the water to the house, having bottled water built up, you know, maybe 50 gallons or so put aside, will take care of all of your woes and you'll be good to go. If you're looking at something more long-term where it's going to be a couple of weeks, you're going to either need a cistern to be able to store enough or you're going to have to be able to filter the water that's contaminated. And all the governments are saying, 
we don't want you doing rain barrels, but if you had some rain barrels out there with some rain in them, you wouldn't be in such I, a bad. I don't think that the government's really pissed off about rain barrels per se. Now, they, you know that guy in what it was in Oregon or, or Northern California. What, what do you have like? Well, fifty thousand gallons of. I think it was closer to 250,000 gallons. At, that, at some point, you know, yeah, you are stealing your neighbor's water and you're you're damming up the rivers from downstream. And riparian rights is a huge issue in the legal community right now because of the, the ongoing droughts. And people say, well, hey, there's plenty of water that's going into the river systems that we used to use, but now there are people upriver who are stealing it all. Because now, you know, the size of the city went from 10,000 to 10 million and all those people are using that water and it's not flowing down to us like it had for centuries which is why alatoona lake is always dry it's dry it's dry to where you could walk on the bottom of it right now well i remember a few years ago when we had the big water crisis here in atlanta and everybody with their droughts and there was no no you, know, you couldn't wash your car you couldn't water your grass you couldn't do anything and i went to up to lake lanier and it had been so dry for so long aaron that the grass had regrown across the bottom of the lake, and there were kids playing soccer on it. We were headed to, towards Canton the other day on Highway 20 coming out of Cartersville. I know that road. And there's a spot there where you cross over the lake, and the, the, the road is called Knox Bridge Road at that point. Uh-huh. Um, it's over near the Veterans Cemetery. Yep. And the bottom of the lake is so dry there and flat that you can see where people have been walking on it. Mm-hmm. There's footprints in the dirt, like they've been walking on the desert. Yeah. Well, you know, we're, we're getting to the point even down here where water is becoming more and more mission critical. I mean, there's, there's getting to be a point where there's too many people and not enough water. That was one of my thoughts in moving to Alaska was that we would get away from the water crisis because there's so much water up there and so few people. All you have to do is melt it. (laughs) Yeah, well, you you joke, but that's not, you know, there is a lot of of snowfall. There's a lot of runoff in the springs. There's lots of rivers and deltas, and there are not very many people using it. And there's a lot of really clean water there. I've never seen such clean water. Now, where I lived, I ended up in a place where the water was about the nastiest thing coming out of the pipe I'd ever seen. Mm. It was full of sulfur, and I had to use a Berkey to filter the sulfur out. And, you know, we're, we're coming up on a commercial break in just about a minute or so so I'll, I'll save my story about the sulfur water and the berkey system until we come back but it was quite the experience when you were really f- having to filter water for you know drinking and bathing and every other purpose and what's going on in and the yellowstone river just brings all of this home yet again with how important it is to be able to take care of your water and take care of your family and your household so folks we're going to be talking water and a few other things today you're listening to ready radio right here on news talk 1160 the talk of the town And now back to Ready Radio with Doug and Aaron. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about water today. Uh, again, this is a favorite topic of ours, and what brought it to our mind was, of course, you know, the the tragedy at the Yellowstone River of the last couple of weeks, where a pipeline burst and it's been putting out toxic chemicals. And now there's a small city over there in, in Montana, and I'm sure our crack research team is going to have some details about all of this. But the the city in Montana, their water supply has been contaminated with benzene. They've been put out a restriction that people aren't supposed to be drinking tap water, and there's 
supposed to flush their taps for 15 minutes before use. And here we are looking at, you know, water as a natural resource, something that we save. You know, the people have been told to turn off their showers while they're soaping up and turn off their their sinks during the the when they're brushing their teeth and trying to save as much water as they possibly can. And here you got to flush 15 minutes worth of water down the drain just to be able to use it. And, you know, it, this is in some ways ridiculous. But Such a it, waste. It could have been prevented if you had decent filtration in home. I just found a news article. You know I'm always surfing. And it says, Lewisburg, West Virginia and surrounding areas are without water and may not have it restored for three days. Now, this was not Friday, but the Friday before, so a little over a week ago. Mm-hmm. Because of an overturned tanker spilled 4,000 gallons of diesel fuel into a tributary of the Greenbrier River. There you go. So you don't even have to have a pipeline nearby. You know, we go, oh, we don't have a pipeline nearby. No worries. Well, you have a road? There's freak accidents every day. And, you don't even need a and road. It doesn't, you could have a, you get a plane crash. A plane crash or a, a tractor trailer spill over or a train accident because those mm-hmm. trains have tankers yeah and they cross rivers of course all the time there's those um train trestle bridges that cross right over your drinking water drinking water yeah so and what's in those things i mean if you look at those train tankers uh-huh. it has on the side of them what they're carrying right some of that's downright scary like hydrochloric acid mm-hmm. and Stuff you wouldn't want to ingest. Yeah. So, I mean, we're back to do you store, do you filter, what's the best method? And, and it's really what you're preparing for. You know, <coughs> if, if you have a minor spill, like a, a truck that, that spills 4,000 gallons, that's one thing. If you have a major spill, like, you know, the, the Deep Horizon oil rig blowing up and starting to pump you know, crude oil into the Gulf of Mexico by the billions of barrels. There was a federal judge that just determined that how many millions and billions of barrels of oil were dumped into the Gulf of Mexico. And his his estimate was was about 50% higher than the oil company's estimate and about 50% lower than the Obama administration's estimates. Kind of, he, he, you know, cut the baby right down the middle. But still, I mean, the amount of, of, of sanctions that could be placed for all that oil being dumped into the the Gulf of Mexico is in the $10 billion fine range. It could be the largest fine in U.S. history. The city of Lewisburg, West Virginia, shut down its water plant immediately after the tanker spill. And apparently, that was Friday night, 3 p.m. on Sunday, they out of water. All of the... the um, Reservoirs. Not reservoirs, tanks. You know, the, the, the water towers mm-hmm. empty by 3 p.m. So this gives us an idea of how long the water that's already processed for each city would well, last the whole city. And this is with everybody being put on restrictions to conserve. Well, this is where you, it comes to, you know, the, that bob, that, that water bladder that True Prep sells, the one that goes into your, your bathtub and you can you know, store up 100 gallons right there. That's where that comes into play because, you know, even in a a horrible disaster, there's still going to be water pressure for a little while. So if you can, you know, it's kind of a beggar my neighbor problem, though, because if everybody goes and tries to store up 100 gallons at once, there won't be any. It's just like in that scene in in It's a Wonderful Life where everybody goes to the the savings and loan and they're like, I want all my money. And and poor Jimmy Stewart's up there is like, no, 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 just just tell me what you need to get by. If, If everybody just takes what they need them there'll be enough for everybody and we can make it through this but if you all take take out all your money then then we're, we're going to fail and then that big banker is going to come and then he has to commit 
suicide on the bridge, and then the angel comes. Anyway, so Christmas movie, hooray! Hooray! But Not if if favorite. everybody's you know storing up a hundred gallons of water out of the tanks, there won't be any water. And see, I think in a in a disaster, a water disaster, that's probably one of the worst things you can do. I'm always for hey, have that extra water stored up in your house ahead Prior. of time. You know, those gallons of drinking water. You can get by with not flushing the toilet, but a few times a day. Um, then but you might need a toilet snake because those wads of toilet paper get stuck down no there. No kidding, right? Yeah. Now, you know that if it's yellow, let it mellow. Old, that old adage about uh-huh. if it's brown, flush it down. I know it's really disgusting, but it, it's kind of what the old people did to keep their wells from run, running dry. Exactly. And this is exactly the discussion we need to have during Saturday morning breakfast with the family. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, you know, the, the bladder thing you were talking about for the bathtub is not a bad idea. The water bob. But when I would make use of that was when I was expecting, say, a power outage from a big storm. Hurricane. Hurricane's supposed to be coming and we could have a power outage for two or three weeks. Let's fill up a couple of bathtubs with that because we're not going to be able to take a shower anyway. Right. So let's get everybody showered and put that bob down in the both of the bathtubs in the house and fill them to the brim. Mm-hmm. Then we have toilet flush water. We have water to boil on the stove and wash our face if we have a gas stove. We have the ability to warm up water and, and wash off in a sink right. if we have to. But at least you have a little bit of extra water that you would not have had to do things with until the power is restored. Even if you don't do the whole bob thing. It's it's a relatively simple thing to just go and get a few five gallon containers like you'd use for a you know office water cooler. You know, businesses. I I can't think of a single business that employs people that doesn't have a water cooler for their employees because everybody needs to have water to drink when they're on the job. And I don't care if you're in an office environment, or a warehouse environment, a retail environment. Everybody needs to have water, and every conscious business owner keeps a water cooler for their employees. And so it's very simple to go out there you can go to walmart you can go anywhere and get bottled water that's made to go into those containers and you got five gallons and it's easy to store up they're made to be stacked i mean that's the way that they're shipped and and moved they're stacked anyway easy to put in their basement or just put out in your garage and you can put up 50 60 gallons easily that that's only 10 of those things if you do if you buy one a week in less than uh three months you'll have enough water to get a family of four through a whole week right and if you don't have the ability to store those, if you don't have the space for those, there's many of other options that you can have. In fact, True Prep has a has a neat thing <coughs> called Water Brick, where you can just kind of build a wall in your garage with water mm-hmm. and give you a place to store it. Nobody'd even realize that it was water. It's like giant water filled Legos. Legos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, that's that's another. Very interesting product. There's lots of solutions to this because everyone realizes how critically important water is. I mean, before you get to food, before you get to shelter, you've got to have water because you'll make it a lot longer without food and shelter than you will without water. See, I think a couple of good rain barrels at the end of your gutter, at the end of the gutters of the house, just put out a couple of good rain barrels. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's more than sufficient for any kind of temporary crisis you could have because you don't even have to boil it to flush your toilets right i mean i had a friend that had a swimming pool in their backyard and and when they had a water crisis at her house they started dipping the water out of the pool to flush the toilet and take baths and 
Yeah. It was ultra chlorinated. Well, you want to put a little chlorine into those rain barrels. Otherwise, you're yep. going to have mosquitoes and algae. So, I mean, you, you ultra chlorinated, not so good. Some chlorine, absolutely essential. Right. Which, and if you then decide to use it for drinking water, you go back to proper Filter, right filtration. Mm-hmm. Um, but even a little bit of chlorine isn't going to hurt you. I mean, one of the, the purification tablets that like places like True Prep and other places sell, I don't like them myself. But the, the idea behind them is that they're chlorine. And they go in the chlorflox. That's what it is, is chlorine. And it fluxes out the sediment to the bottom. It binds with it. And the chlorine kills the bacteria. And you drink it straight as it is. A little bit of chlorine is not going to kill you. It's not no. <laughs> well, the way I feel about drinking it, it uh, you'd think it was because I will not drink that chlorinated water if I can taste it. Yeah, it's yeah. nasty. And but... you know, some of the cities have started putting something in their water called chloramine. What's that? Uh, it's a chlorine, uh, chlorine-like additive. It's not chlorine. Okay. Only it's not supposed to have the smell or the taste. Uh huh. Unfortunately, now they're trying to say that it's got some carcinogen properties. Oh, sure. Yay, big city. Well, and so I'm, I always take a little of that with a grain of salt because I don't like things in my water. I'll give you that. But when the people start touting that this carcinogenic, that this, this additive or that additive, and then they do their research and, and they say, well, there, I mean, there was a, a story that came out just this last week on NPR about um, uh, those electronic cigarettes. Yeah. And they were talking about how they can, you can, it in certain levels, if you turn it up to a certain level, that it's more toxic than regular cigarettes and people need to be careful and they don't know about the dangers. And then the, the people who make them, of course, you know, they're going to have their slant, but they said the setting that they're talking and turning it up to, if somebody breathed that, they would be hacking and coughing and dying from it because it's not supposed to go that high. Okay. First and foremost, nicotine by itself is poisonous. Mm-hmm. And they sell nicotine drops that go in those. Mm-hmm. And children have got a hold of the nicotine because it's flavored, ingested it, and died. Mm-hmm. So, period. There's an issue. Right. Okay. But they know. I mean, it says on the side of this nicotine it's poisonous. And whatever else is added in is poisonous, too. If it's poisonous, could it be a carcinogen? I'm sure. Yep. So it's not a big surprise. Let's be surprised, people. Tell me something that will amaze me. Well, the reason I bring it up is because I think that when people have an axe to grind, they can skew the results by you know, increasing the dosage beyond what people would normally you know, ingest, maybe even in a lifetime in a single dose, and it doesn't react well. Folks, Here's what coming, chloramine is. I'll, we'll go over that we'll, when we'll, we come when back. We come back. We're coming up on a commercial break. You're listening to Ready Radio this morning. We'll be right back. And now back to Ready Radio with Doug and Aaron. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to Ready Radio. We were just just before the break. We were going to discuss what chloramine is, and it's a new additive that's being added to municipal water supplies. Chloramines are derivatives of ammonia by substitution of one, two, or three hydrogen atoms with chlorine ad- atoms. So basically, they take a couple hydrogen atoms out of the Ammonia? Ammonia and and add in chlorine atoms. Okay. Well, that's interesting. And it's supposed to have some properties that help clean the water or, or, or kill off bacteria? Right. And, and you can find it as monochloramine, dichloramine, or nitrogen trichloride. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. I mean, ammonia is an interesting 
chemical in and of itself. I mean, it's regulated like a like a toxic chemical when actually it's a irritant and it can irritate you to death a lot like some people I know but in the <laughs> end in the end what it does is it's an irritant it's not actually a poison so and it's also lighter than air and it cleans the atmosphere when it's released so ammonia is an, a really interesting thing it's it's regulated in a way that's kind of counterintuitive and it's been regulated that way since the early 70s but if there's like an ammonia spill the ammonia will evaporate off it'll go into the atmosphere and it'll actually clean the atmosphere where it was released into um it helps to with with um um all sorts of contaminants in the uh, in the atmosphere to bind with them and to cause them to break up and break down. I mean, we use ammonia all the time for cleaning things. Uh, I, anyone who's ever sprayed their window with Windex is using ammonia. And um, I, gun solvents are primarily ammonia-based, especially things that are made to get copper out of barrels. I wasn't aware until recently that ammonia can be used in refrigeration purposes. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have a friend when, that was telling me about ammonia and refrigeration, and it just blew my mind because I thought it was always refrigerants, like R32 or, <laughs> you know. Ammonia-based refrigeration <clears throat> is for really, really cold refrigeration. Um, when you're talking sub-zero temperatures that have to be maintained that way or giant systems, it's very efficient, and it's a lot less dangerous than the R's that we use as refrigerators, you know, R16 or R34 or R134A. Those are much more dangerous if they're released into the atmosphere than ammonia ever will be. But ammonia is regulated so strictly because it is an irritant, and, you know, if you get into it bad, you can you can die. So that's some, that's very interesting that they're they're engineering ammonia in such a way to make it useful in water systems. There's a lot of ways that they can use different chemicals in water systems to disinfect the water, but there's a lot of people that are concerned about the chloramine and its potential to be carcinogenic or or whatever. So, you know, there's whole websites you can go online and, and see what people are freaked out about. And, of course, if you go on Facebook and check out Aaron Brockovich, you'll find out what everybody's hugging a tree about this week. Yeah. Well, you know, the the thing is, is that we, we start to think, okay, well, what's the best way to get rid of this stuff? And And a lot of people will then go to distillation because they can boil the water and collect the water and it's clear and pure. But with some of these chemicals, they have a, a evaporation point so similar to the water that they go right along with it in the distillation and they collect in your collection bottle. So, you know, when when ATF comes knocking <coughs> and asks why you've got a still, if you say it's for water, that, that may or may not save your butt. But in the end, it may, just having it on hand to be able to distill water may not actually clean the water enough to make it drinkable. And even if it did, drinking distilled water is not a good idea. See, what it says here about the chloramine, I'm going to go back is that monochloramine, which which the EPA says is not harmful to humans, slowly degrades into dichloramine and trichloramine, which are hum- harmful to humans mm-hmm. over a period of time. Does and it give a time frame for that? A day or two. Oh, wow. Yeah. So while it's sitting in the water tower, it can be degrading into dichloramine or trichloramine, which um, is not a good thing. You know, why, why is it, going back to my, my other thought, why is it that drinking distilled water isn't a good idea? Distilled water doesn't have the things in it that you need to have in it. And water is a solvent. 
And that's why we use it to wash our hands and everything else. It's not because it, it's just cheap. It's also a very effective solvent to, to because it likes it's looks for things that it needs and pulls it to, to itself. Mm-hmm. So if you have water that is completely devoid of minerals, then when you drink it, it's going to be it a solvent. It pulls minerals out of your body. It's going to pull the minerals out of your intestines, and then it's going to actually make you worse off for having drank it. So, you know, um, you want to have mineral water, you want to have spring water, you don't really want to have distilled water. Now, distilled water is extremely good for, you know, applications other than drinking. It's great like, for washing. Like uh, using for an iron. Or um, iron or anything you don't want to have a sediment deposit build up in, a radiator, cleaning. Distilled the, water is great. The, um, humidifiers? If it's a cool humidifier, if it's a warm humidifier, you'd never get the water to boil because... Nothing to collect against. Right. There's no boiling of... You can actually take distilled water and put it in the microwave and, and put it on a glass bowl for like 20 minutes in the microwave. Pull it out. It'll burn your hands. It's so hot. But it will never boil. And you throw a fork in that and it'll launch it hot. across the room. Yeah. Um, that. It's, it's been done before by accident. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wouldn't drink it. Now, there's, there is a bottle of water that is distilled water that I do drink. And it's smart that water. smart water, and it's got electrolytes and minerals added back to it after it's distilled. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't dehydrate you and take your minerals away and as it, it goes really through your system. Good, doesn't it? Oh, it's amazing. It tastes amazing. Almost, Very clean, like almost, like cloud water. <laughs> almost as good as water out of a Berkey. I have the Berkey bottle, mm-hmm. and I had misplaced my Berkey bottle, and I found it yesterday or day before and i was so happy to see it again i've got to break it out and use it now yeah well what we're talking about is a small sport bottle that has a berkey filter attached to the straw so you can suck up any water you want and when you when you drink you pull it through the filter so you're adding instead of being a gravity filter like a traditional berkey this is you know being forced through the filter and the filters last for about 100 gallons uh true prep sells them for i think 25 bucks a piece Mm -hmm. and so you're getting 100 gallons of water for 25 dollars so you can divide that out, and it's two point five cents a gallon, and try to get that from Walmart or anywhere else in a cl- plastic jug. You can't. Now, can you buy a replacement filter? Or do you just have to replace the whole bottle? You can buy a replacement filter. I think they're twenty two dollars, whereas the whole bottle is twenty four ninety nine. So after you pay shipping, you might as well just go just, back into True Prep and buy another you, bottle. You might as well just get another bottle that you haven't been squeezing on for a whole year anyway. So yeah, I mean that's kind of the logic behind it is that the the bottle is is disposable and yes you can replace the filter but why would you want to when you can get another plastic bottle so cheap to put it in now uh, some other companies make bottles that are hard which last forever and their filters are a little cheaper but the idea of being able to squeeze the water out without having to suck it and spit it into your pot is kind of appealing to some people if you're going to use the water for cooking or boiling or something else, you know, being able to squeeze the water through the system. Of course, you know, you can always just get a, a full traditional Berkey system that would have the ability to filter a lot of water at one time. And, and that's useful for the home or the campsite or wherever you might have water issues. And, you know, it, they make them so small that you can put them into a, a backpack and not even know that it's really there or so large that you can run a field hospital with it. And it's always up to you how many filters you want, how much your need is or your need is in the future and this is gives you the ability to stay on top of things and and to filter water if there is contamination because you can't really store up enough water forever and you can't 
trust that you're always going to be in a place that has good clean water because no matter what you do there could be you know even if you take the most off the grid location on earth you go to the interior of alaska there could be a plane crash there or some kind of space debris i mean that was the other thing that that comes down every so often that people don't really think about is space debris and all the chemicals that are in the rocket fuels and the spent booster rockets i mean it all falls in the pacific ocean because that's the largest land mass you know the part of the earth that's out there but occasionally you got skylab fall on australia you get rocket parts that fall in in remote places and what if you had something that was you know contaminated fall into your water supply now i'm going to sound like a true prepper conspiracy theorist here for a minute but for the second time in my life the other evening i saw something in the sky that i can't explain and it was like a shooting star uh-huh. But it was very bright and closer than a shooting star would be uh-huh. and green. And I cannot, for the life of me, figure out what it was. So if we have a listener that can explain this to me, please email me at Aaron at readyradio.net. E- E-R-I-N at readyradio.net. You can also reach out to me at Doug at readyradio.net or Doug at kingslawoffice.com if you have any legal questions or problems in the North Georgia area. Uh, we're here at www.readyradio.net where you can listen to old podcasts at any time. You can also catch us live every Saturday morning on News Talk 1160, the talk of the town, Atlanta's own news talk station. Um, on top of that, we're on Facebook and Twitter. We have lots of media outlets and way, great ways to be in touch with us. And we always love hearing from our listeners. It's the highlight of our day every time we get an email, even when our email box fills up. And if that has happened to you, if you've tried to get an email and you got to bounce back because our email box was filled, we have now gotten all of those issues sorted out and ready for even more emails to come pouring in. So, folks, we're coming up on another commercial break. When we come back, we will, of course, have True Prep's product of the week. We will talk a little bit more about how to be better prepared with water and how you can take care of your family on this Saturday morning. You're listening to Ready Radio right here on News Talk 1160, the talk of the town. And now back to Ready Radio with Doug and Aaron. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Ready Radio. And this week, we've been talking about water filtration with the, the burst pipeline on the Yellowstone River, with the, the contamination that we're hearing out of West Virginia. Again, I, I swear that West Virginia is the most contaminated place I've ever heard of. I mean, it didn't used it up, to be. And when I was a kid, I used to drink out of the New River with no worries. But now, I mean, every, every week or every couple of months, at least, you hear about a new spill in West Virginia. Anyway. I don't know why. It's it's you know becoming a more and more prevalent problem. I don't think it's just a more reported problem. I think it's becoming a more prevalent problem as we go along in our society. Uh, well, I would say that a part of the the issue with West Virginia is right where the Elk, Kanawha, and Ohio rivers all meet, uh-huh. which is kind of a central location of the state. There are a lot of industries in that area. In fact, that area is known as the Chemical Valley. Wow. So we have the production of a lot of very harmful chemicals from DuPont, Mm -hmm. um, from the nitro plant, along with many, many other plants in that area. And when I was a teenager, I was in ninth grade when I moved away from West Virginia. It was the very end of my ninth grade year. And when I was in ninth grade, I was going to Hurricane High School. And we had to stay over one day from school till like 730 in the evening. Because there had been a chemical leak into the air, and they didn't want anybody breathing in the air like staying inside was going to make a difference. Yeah. But they didn't want anybody going out into the open air until they figured out if it was harmful or not. 
It's pretty scary. It is. <clears throat> it was pretty scary. So, you know, we're, we talk about how do you protect yourself against these sort of spills, these sort of contaminations. And honestly, the best system out there is the Berkey system. And, and you can find Berkeys on the Internet all day long. But, you know, True Prep carries Berkey products. They carry all of their systems. And the one that I'm going to recommend is the Imperial. The Imperial is the, the biggest one that they make. It holds six filters. And with six filters in place, it can do 26.2 gallons of water every hour. And if you have the incident where you need to bug out you can store things inside this and put it in your vehicle and take it with you and pack things in it until you need to use it it folds into itself so you could wrap um, t-shirts and towels and underwear throughout all the filters to make Mm -hmm. sure that they're safe the thing folds into itself and then it's not actually taking up any extra space since you're using it as storage as well and if you're not within driving distance of marietta to go purchase a berkey they will ship you one yep you can go to trueprep.com that's t-r-u-p-r-e-p.com and and order anything that they have in stock um you can also leave them a message they have a, a, a live chat where you can talk to somebody about you know the products that they have available or if you have any questions you can talk to them right through your computer or just give them a call and they'd be happy to help you but i think that the, the crown berkey system with six filters is the, the the creme de la creme of water filtration it gives you the capacity now when i i was mentioning i lived in alaska and i had really bad city water there it was full of sulfur and i had a berkey system i only had two filters in mine and the two filters were enough to keep my family going the whole year i was there now i gotta ask the question of what does the water look like in the bottom of the filter where the filters are Mm -hmm. the top container Mm -hmm. after you filter sulfur water because i know that that has to be pretty sulfuric water well that was that was the thing i started using it and i used it for about a week right and these were supposed to be ten thousand gallons and then clean the filters kind of filters so i and i'm expecting it to work really well for a very long time after a week it slowed down to just a trickle and i wasn't getting any water out of it i was kind of annoyed so after calling true prep where i got it from and calling the berkey people and they all giving me the same kind of answer that wasn't very helpful i got frustrated and i was just going to go throw it out in the garage and i took it down and it was really really heavy because I had had it up on a, a, a sink counter, and it was, you know, up to almost the ceiling of the the uh, kitchen. Because the Imperial is a huge... Yeah. Yeah. So I pulled it down. It was heavy. And I looked inside, and there was this yellow sludge about an inch and a half deep in the bottom of the container. Mm, yum. Yeah, and it smelled like rotten eggs. Of course, because it was it sulfur. Was pure sulfur. So <laughs> took it out, sprayed it out with a hose, and then put it back up, and it was running fine again. Because it was filtering that well that it was not letting any of the sulfur get through, but it was collecting. I have a Berkey at home, uh-huh. and I notice sometimes that it's slower, and I'll take a, a Scotch-Brite pad and, and scrub the filters yep. on the inside. But I've noticed that it does that a lot with iron in the bottom of it. You'll, the water will be just a little orange-looking. Mm-hmm. It's because I have a lot of iron in the water at home. And this is after it's already ran through three filters. The Berkey catches what's left, because we have like a 20-micron and then a five micron and then a two micron or three micron and then berkey's what like a 0.25 micron berkey's 0.5 pro pure's 0.2 i mean those are the two big names in the in the industry and so you're going to be getting down to half micron or less 
filtration no matter what system you're using for the big gravity commercial filters. And that's really what you want. I mean, you need to have that level of filtration because that gets out viruses, it gets out bacteria, it gets out sediments, it gets out chemicals, it gets out everything that you don't want in your water so that you can drink it. It even reduces radiation and, and harmful chemicals. I mean, this is the, I, the, the, the best thing you can do for your family is to have good water. And you know what I found? What? When I started getting good pure filtered water out of a Berkey system and, and giving it to my kids, they started drinking water. They never would drink water before. They didn't want water. They always wanted juice or soda or Kool-Aid or something. That's the, because the water has an odd taste. And, and the kids are have good taste. This is why kids are picky is because they have working taste buds unlike us old fogies. And everything tastes so strong to them that it's nasty. I mean, onions are overpowering to them. So that's why they want their stuff plain and they want very basic foods without a lot of spices because they, they taste so well. When they taste that water, it tastes like garbage. Yeah, and, and I remember this from my childhood. You were talking about the sulfur water. Yeah. When I was growing up in West Virginia, our grandparents lived up on a mountain, and on that mountain they had sulfur water. The water smelled like rotten eggs so bad when you took a shower that it would knock you over. Uh-huh. And you could smell it in your hair even after you took your shower after you were done. It was just horrid and my dad would make us drink that water Ugh. and i was little my grandmother would try to make kool-aid out of it to make it a little more bearable mm-hmm. i don't know if you've ever had sulfur flavored kool-aid but it tastes like butt Rot- rotten <laughs> eggs and blue raspberry <laughs> another reason i won't drink grape kool-aid yeah but so i mean you know this this is an important thing i mean we, we talk about a lot there's a lot of gizmos out there there's a lot of gimmicks out there there's a lot of things that you're you're going to buy and stick up and never use i mean Honestly, the, the, the number of times you're going to whip out that water bob and use it are slim and none. I mean, that, that's in, 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 out of the 350 million Americans here, I, I would say less than 1% would ever need to use a water bob in their lives. But every single person, every single person every day could use a Berkey to clean their water so that it tasted good and was better form. Every single, 350 million Americans, there's 350 million people who need to use a Berkey. I believe that even if you don't believe you should need to use the water bob, you should at least have it in case you do. And that's fine. But I'm not discounting that. But I'm saying the odds of you actually using it are a lot less because you're going to use the Berkey every single day. And there is not a human being who doesn't need to drink water, who shouldn't be drinking more water, and who would drink more water if it tasted like real water. That's what I found. And then when it tastes like real water and it doesn't taste like a chemical spill, yeah, it's a lot better. And, and that's when I started drinking water, when, when I figured out that it didn't all have to taste like sulfur or pool chemicals, mm-hmm. that there was another way and, and that there was a cleaner way to drink the water. And, and I used to be the worst about not drinking water. And then now sometimes I just can't get enough like <laughs> chug a gallon of it almost not like doug here <laughs> what i i chug a gallon of water when has that happened i have seen you sit down with a gallon of spring water and drink the whole gallon in a sitting <laughs> i've seen it you can't deny it i have proof i probably have pictures well if you have pictures let's put them up at www.readyradio.net so put them on the ready radio facebook page of doug chugging old gallon you know i had dinner with this man one well, lunch one day and we went into this local uh pizzeria Perro's, here Perro's restaurant 
on up. It's right next to that big church on seventy five off of West Paces Ferry Road and <laughs> North something Road. Anyway, there's a shopping center down there. It's Peros P E R O S. It is the best pizza and salad you will ever have in your life. You should go there for lunch or for dinner. The waitresses there are awesome. The owners. I've been going there since I first started law school more than, almost fourteen years ago. Tell the listeners what they call you at Peros. Sir? Two liter. They refer to our Doug King as two liter because he drinks so much. And this is Diet Coke or water, folks. This isn't like he's guzzling some booze. They call him two liter <laughs> on his soft drinks. Well, I think most of our listeners know that I, I Doug does not drink. Never had a drink, but... <laughs> Um, you know, folks, we're, we're coming up at the end of the show, and I would encourage you to, to do something to get more water into your lives. And if you drink your tap water and you say it's nasty, get a Berkey. If you're afraid of the apocalypse, get a Berkey. If you drink water at all, get a Berkey. That's the best advice you I can, can give You can even battle the zombies with a Berkey. You know, you could hit, yes, you could hit a zombie over the head with that stainless steel container, and it would, it would come hurt. still smashing. Folks, this has been an exciting episode. We're glad that you tune in every week. We appreciate your, your time and, and patience with us. Um, hope that you stay safe. Keep your family. Get out there. Get involved. Get, enjoy your family. Enjoy your kids. Enjoy a, a beautiful day, no matter what it looks like outside, no matter what the temperature is. It's always a beautiful day that God has given us to go out there and be more active. And Send be more off involved. your water. Have it tested. There you You'll go. wish you had a Berkey after you see that result. Enjoy life. Be more active. Get involved politically. Listen to us every week. And we will be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. You've been listening to Ready Radio with Doug and Aaron. It's emergency preparedness for everyone. Brought to you by True Prep. For all your prepping needs, visit True Prep online at truprep.com. Or visit a True Prep store in Roswell or Marietta. Tune in each week as Doug and Aaron get you ready for anything that comes your way. Ready Radio, Saturday mornings at 8, only on News Talk 1160, the talk of the town.